Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Hey viewers and welcome to episode 150 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues, and tonight, Italian gastronomy. Yeah, <laughs> and Italian wine, more importantly. With me, unfortunately. I oh, know, I'm, I'm going to be kidding. 150 episodes, JP, my regular co-host, here we are at the world headquarters of Radio Hot Lap with the faithful Rusty Sausage, who's enjoying a new fence tonight, and uh, things that have been cut down. Wait, wait, 150 shows, but it's more, like, uh, it's more like 170 because I think we managed to, to to get four in on, on over Clipsal. Yeah, and you named them all 149A. Oh. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, well... <laughs> what happened to B, C and D? Well, I didn't know I did that. You just wanted to stuff Fogues up because he knew he wasn't going to be here for 150. Well, I did send you the silent 149X today, <laughs> yeah, but you can't that, look yeah. at that. It can't be, it can't be asked, can't be said. Well. And uh, and with us, joining us this evening on this like historic moment in digital publishing, <laughs> Gino Piombo, uh, not known as Gina. No, not, definitely <laughs> because not. Because the A and the O are a long way yes, apart. Yes, thank you, JP, yeah, that's for that right. smart Alec comment. From uh, Rio Beam, the uh, new sponsor of Marcus Zakanovic. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm, I'm He's nervous. <laughs> He's not <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, it, was a great, it was a great Clips or 500, and uh, you know, JP and I, uh, thanks so much for your hospitality. Yeah, we, we enjoyed uh, being there. and. It was um, a really nice corporate box and lovely people to meet and, and just you know new people and well, uh, I, I I think the um, I thank you guys for being there. The um, um, it was probably the first year after uh, I think this was year number five for us, and it was probably the first year that really I was excited to get there every day and come on, what's going to happen today? And we had a good crew <laughs> of people in there and the uh, I think everyone had a lot of fun. Well, I think we all had a lot of fun, that was for sure. I mean, it was a, a year ago, you know, you, you put your hand up to get involved with Marcus and then the testing crashed and that sort of, like, put paid to that. So yeah. perhaps it's just a case of this is the first year that, you, you know, there's your car going around. Yeah, like, hey, hey yeah. I'm on TV. And, 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 it, and it's funny, you just quickly take ownership of that car. So that's my car. Oh, well, <laughs> Look, that's my car. Fair Don't worry about the other sponsors on it. That's, that's yeah. my car. I mean, it's not, viewers, let me tell you, there's no checkbooks involved here. You know, it's just you know, sort of, you know, hey, you over here, I want my name on And drivers. They do that these days. They go, look, I can't get sponsors. So here, just put the name on. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, you've got to make the car look the so, I mean, it's all Absolutely. paid off in tomato sauce. And yeah. Basil <laughs> <leaves>. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Plenty of basil. There's a boot for went back to Melbourne, apparently. Um, <laughs> basil? <laughs> as, uh, as we do traditionally on this show, uh, Gino, um, uh, we ask uh, you, what are you having to drink tonight, sir? Uh, well, the um, Montepulciano, Tabruzio, Tabruzio, the region. Remember oh, that, that, the uh, which, uh, not to be confused with the uh, the Bruzzo. The Bruzzo. You're going to throw the Italian accent. <laughs> on see those. that you only shave when you go <laughs> to the <Pixel> five hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's okay. Well, I almost didn't ring. I thought it was a courier coming oh, in. Oh, all, a, the, it was all audio. So. Didn't bother. That's right, exactly. No one can see, so it's fine. Well, let me give you a little bit more of an insight into this little sneaky gem. uh, uh, In fact, have a bit more insight. there you go. I got to draw. We'll have a bit of beer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a light beer and only a tiny smidge. I, of I cannot believe for a uh, an Italian with so much uh, Italian influence going on here that you haven't heard about uh, uh, Batiga Rotolo down the road there in Osmond Terrace. Of course, once you've mentioned this to your mother, you, you oh, backhand yeah. for sure. It's going to be. Why have you gone down there and pushed our wine down there? They have a Good wonderful. It really, it is only Italian wines there, and yeah. um, uh, the Montepulciano, uh, the Bruzzo, the region which was um, uh, suffered earthquake. terribly by the earthquake. In fact, the, the the girl said to me, "Have you heard about our wine?" I said, "No, but I've heard about your earthquake, <laughs> and I've heard about Yano Truly 
with his the Formula One Toyota driver that got the boot, uh, having his name on the on on the sleeve there and, and and raising money for the region. Not to be confused with Montepulciano from the Tuscan region, a hundred percent Sangiovese grape near uh, Montalcino, the the home of Brunello wine. And see what do I know about that? But suddenly. They went, oh, he knows to most get out. <laughs> <laughs> Tiberio is the name of, of the wine that you're enjoying tonight. And in fact, we all are. What do you think of it? I like it. It's very nice. Tell us about um, what, what, what are your thoughts on it like, compared to your, your own wine, which will knock the top off here? It's, it's, it's not as good as our wine. But <laughs> oh, that's God, the right answer. <laughs> But the um, uh, it's it, it's it's very similar though. The um, I don't know how to put it into words really, but the um, uh, for me, it's if it's the um, if it doesn't taste any good, you just got to spit it out there. But I'm not spitting this one here out. Oh, that sounds fair. Well, I, I thought it was a, a pretty reasonable drop, you know, for well a pretty reasonable price, thirty bucks. Uh, it, it definitely, there's nothing wrong with that price tag. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. The uh, but you're starting to see that a lot everywhere now, I suppose, with the way the the GFC has created this uh, downturn there in the wine market then. True. Well, the, the GFU. <laughs> GFU. <laughs> Global. Fuck up. Well, we'll be moving on to to, to one of your gems. Right, uh, tell us about that because yeah. you know, we don't have to do much motor racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. That's no, all no, over. No. That's all said and done. The, um, um, this Valletta, which is a, a Grenache Shiraz blend, uh, it's a 70% Grenache and 30% gra- uh, Grenache. Start again, 70% Grenache, 30% Shiraz. Um, was uh, one that my father, my late father, um, wanted to dedicate to his um, to his mum, and it was a uh, blend that uh, he'd always be making in the back shed uh, before he uh, started up the vineyard, and um, very proud of it. It, it was a treat uh, together with my uh, brother-in-law. Um, Paul Patania, um, who um, under Patania Wines runs his own label as well, uh, come up with this little beauty, and um, yeah, just um, oh, it's just a fantastic wine. Very very smooth, silky. Um, still sitting at um, just over fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, just can't taste the alcohol. And before you know it, you've finished the bottle. <laughs> and you're finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Finished and finished. Yeah. So that's uh, obviously a good wine then to have with female company. Oh yeah. Oh look the uh, and the, <laughs> the the little experience I've had, you know, with the opposite sex since I've been married. Uh, the um, uh, is even <laughs> Jeez, the, what are you saying? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's things aren't working at home. No, no, no. The, 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 <laughs> no you know where we're going. Viewers, <laughs> it's only a bit of. But a the um, uh, just the uh, some of the ladies that uh, that have tried it who haven't been wine drinkers. Uh, and say, oh no, we don't want it because we, you know, we don't normally drink wine. Uh, they have a good crack at it, and they, uh, before you know it, they're, they're, you know, they're going through it. Then they've, they've got the uh, the Valletta grin on them. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, for non non wine drinkers, they do okay. Mate, uh, that's that's really wonderful for you to you bring that over and and uh, and knows uh, <laughs> you had to run home and you know get a leave pass from your mum and, and then she's giving you the basil and the yeah, it's the, the, sauce, the yeah, sauces of, of that can't be can't it's just all secret yeah. squirrel stuff we can't talk about it we can only just go ah oh, oh how good it's going to be yeah. later and then a couple of uh, secret oh, one hour one and a half hour um, decantable. Uh, reds there, which uh, which uh, which would be good. It's, it's interesting uh, view that the, the wine uh, uh, with the Piombo brand is not actually sold in Australia, but perhaps perhaps it will be. It, it is it is it is sold. Uh, you know, just in 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 very small numbers there, in just a um, uh, couple of smaller restaurants uh, around town. There's the um, um, uh, the LA Club uh, in the in the city. Um, is a big fan of the uh, letter and and the Piombo Shiraz. And um, most of it's sold basically from um, from our um, um, vineyard door, I suppose. Um, and it's it basically through a, um, a, another friend of the uh, families there who does uh, your wine tours um, in McLarenvale that runs a bed and breakfast. And uh, takes a lot of his guys uh, on their wine tours, which is uh, not your typical wine tour, but it's a uh, off the beaten track wine tour. And it'd be really good if I remembered his name. <laughs> and oh, I know well. he's going to kill me because I've forgotten it there. But <laughs> it's all right. It will come back as you're driving home. Yeah, it'll you know come that, back. It'll yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. I'll have to. We'll have to 
Janet in there later. Mate, I can't tell you how unbelievably good that uh, wine brand is going to look on the side of Marcus's V8 supercar. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. The, uh, <laughs> and in you fact, know, we're going to get him on the phone in a minute, and he's going to tell you. Well, how I don't, I don't think he's going to have to do much choice there, but we're just going to have to promote it a little bit more. But the uh, I, I think the uh, the Americans in the UKs um, um, are enjoying it too much. Too, <laughs> too much, much at the moment. There, I, I think we need to take it away from them and. Uh, put it back in the Australian market. That's good. Um, before we get on to the serious business of being racing. silly about motor racing, uh, is, uh, is is your family like, um, how many generations have they been in Australia or, and when, which uh, part of Italy did they come from? Um, both both mum and dad are from um, Naples uh, and and dad was over here in, uh, come over here in 56 I think it was and um, uh, yeah, I'm first generation Australian really. Uh, born here, uh, mum and dad basically no other choice but to you know, look for uh, greener pastures um, as it was over there, you know, along with a whole lot of other uh, Europeans and um, and the like. And um, yeah, the when he landed in um, um, in Adelaide, uh, he was in McLaren. He was actually um, pruning vines for tinlins, which are Oh, yeah, still, still, yeah. still around now. Yeah, amazing. And um, yeah, I didn't really know that until um, until we set ourselves up there. And Dad bought the um, uh, bought just a small property there in the, uh, just on the outskirts of McLaren Vale, um, uh, just beneath the um, I suppose Victoria Hotel, just down there. It's a, a right. very warm part Good of McLaren Vale. It's a fantastic spot. Lacked out on a on a you know, beautiful piece of dirt. And uh, don't really need to do much of the grapes to get a moving, but the um, yeah did that at 62 um, after uh, working in the building game uh, for you know, 40 odd years. Uh, decided that they wanted to get back on the uh, on the land and, and start his own vineyard, which is a big ask. Uh, seeing it used to be an almond grove prior, uh, so my brother-in-law, my, myself, and dad you know, running out thousands of meters of. Uh, uh, wire and <laughs> poly oh, pipe wow. and knocking in a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, posts and when it was too hot we'd do it uh, when the sun went down and we worked through uh, you know halfway through the night there to get it uh, keep it keep us cool. Uh, but sadly uh, passed away about three years ago. Um, and uh, when we released the um, uh, the Valletta, so it's uh, the Valletta was a 2005 vintage, and uh, we had it bottled in uh, 207. Uh, didn't he didn't get to see the bottle? Didn't get it. To, uh, tasted it, definitely tasted it, uh, but didn't get to see the finished product there. So uh, a bit sad, but um, uh, yeah, one that um, uh, we hold close to us. Absolutely, and, and look, you know, the, the Italians are, are extremely tenacious uh, people that have come to the country here in that time frame, you know, in the fifties and sixties, and put so much effort into effort into into things. And, you know, I remember, you know, as a kid, you know, people, yeah. Bloody girls down the road, the hamburger shop there, make me the greasy hamburger. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, and then you go, but hang on a minute, it's 10:30. I mean, what Australia would be open at 10:30 making yeah, a hamburger? Yeah. So you know, like, and, and it's all gone now. I mean, like, it, it, it's odd, you know. You, it's, there's, well, when you delve further, it, it actually makes sense. And you go, the bread shop likes run by Vietnamese, but actually, the Vietnamese are very, very good at building at, at bread because yeah. they have some, uh, you know, some skills there from the French. And when you go to New Zealand, every fish and chip shop when I, is like run by Chinamen. But at the end of the day, you know, they're open. And so, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, the Australians we're pretty lazy. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I think the uh, that follows through with the. Um, uh, it doesn't matter what nationality, what nationality background you come from, the. Uh, you tend to adopt the Australian way there. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a great I wouldn't well, put myself I mean, too hard working either. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, now what do you think of that cheese, JP? Talk that up while I get the um, and and the olives, and I'll while I go and is get the phone the, and get um, Mark. Is this yeah. the French one again, Pressing or is this it? Yeah, Press, yeah, pressing blue. This is uh, cheese that they uh, stock at Bottega Rotolo, and um, for a blue cheese, it is really, really smooth. Yeah. Um, lovely taste. Um, it's not like you you can't really taste the mold in terms of it being overpowering no, no it's not bitey it's not really and bitey. um no and, and it's probably the only blue cheese that all of us agree that we could eat yeah heaps of and it's so, actually spreadable so. mm, yeah it is which so is really nice and stuff yeah. like that and so you can just whack a bit on, on them on a, take a one of these biscuits yeah go for your life it's fantastic and, uh, no it's very very nice so uh, we johnny's been getting that now before the show for probably i don't know about two or three months i think so well, speaking That's of cheese, I remember we were in Italy in '78. There, the um, 
uh, to my disgust there, the, uh, one of their favourite cheeses there <coughs> in Dad's hometown was, uh, uh, had to have the worms in it. And if it didn't have the worms in it, it wasn't any good. Is that right? You know, my, I'd see my uncle there biting down on a little maggot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he thought it was fantastic and you know, we all gave it a go and it was great. The, um, couldn't even touch the maggot. Is that right? <laughs> just made it a bit nutty. It's yeah. supposed to be a bit nutty. <laughs> give it a bit of a nutty flavour. Gina, we've got uh, we got Marcus on the phone uh, who's uh, got a whiff of the wine, uh, <laughs> wine sent from afar, mate. How are you? Great, fantastic. You know what's going to happen now? Uh, what? I'm going to have to send some wine over to Victoria. <laughs> you just talk. Is that right, Marcus? I'm all, yeah, definitely. I'm always open to a free bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> How are we, guys? We good, mate. Yeah, we're absolutely great. We thought uh, just uh, have a. Uh, Gina, Gina, Gino, Gino, <laughs> he's going to kill me. He will kill you, too. He's already getting the sharp knife there. <laughs> All the deals are off. Just get him over to say thanks for um, you know the hospitality provided for us over the weekend. We thought give you a call and give you get us get give the viewers a recap yeah. of the weekend, Marcus. Uh, how you thought everything went and the debacle of V8 Ute <laughs> changes. <laughs> Well, look, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, to, like, just to be back, like, literally to be back in the car, back in the hot seat driving, um, after, I think, 15 months I worked out was the last time I raced my car, uh, obviously due to technical difficulties, um, you know, it's just great to be back, and, you know, look, I really didn't have super high expectations, but I really needed just to get, I guess, a, uh, a ground a basis as to what I need to work on for the rest of the season and you know Clipsal being as tough as it is and as, as big as it is it was you know it was great to come home with a reasonably unscathed car and you know quite a lot of uh, you know data in the bank and, and a basis to work on for the rest of the year so it was, it was a great experience really enjoyed it gauged my fitness I guess um, which was a little bit down but you know that was to be expected obviously so you know, really looking forward to Queensland. You know, we've got a test day coming up, I think, in the next sort of two weeks where we're going to run the car and, you know, try a few changes to try and assist in, you know, my comeback to hopefully the top, you know, top position in the, in the Fujitsu series. Marcus, you were um, um, you said over the weekend there that the um, uh, you had a new engine, you had a new engine uh, builder. Um, and the um, every day you, in the, that I watch you, basically you were you were running you know clean lines and you know consistent times and stuff like that. When I think on Saturday, uh, sorry, the the uh, Friday Sunday, uh, the um, um, is the is the horsepower up the scratch? I believe so. Like uh, the, the new engine builder being Noonan Race Engineering is, um, you know, they've just pretty much gone out solo and trying to take on you know, the likes of Triple Eight and HRT, you know, the strength that those guys sort of display. And, uh, you know, Jamie's done a, you know, a ripper job in building the engine uh, to try and compete with these guys. And, you know, I don't think we sort of struggled in the horsepower department at all. Like, the engine ran clean all weekend, made good horsepower. Just, the thing is, when you've got a car and, I guess, a driver that, you know, sort of is a little bit away that makes it look like it's lacking horsepower. Yeah. But, um, you know, like the car is probably, it performed the best it ever has there, Eclipsal, you know, in my hands. And, uh, you know, I performed the fastest lap time that I've ever done there in that car with that engine um, this year. And, you know, take into account that, you know, 15 months out of the car, you know, bugger all testing, it's actually a really good result. Like the, you know, the race pace over, over 20, you know, 24 laps, I was, you know, at the end of each race, you know, I was just starting to get my groove on and just starting to really chip away and get a, you know, uh, a base time down, which that shows you as to, you know, how if you haven't been driving a V8 supercar constantly, like the lack of miles, just shows, and that showed in, in my performance where, you know, the very beginning of, you know, start of the race, just my rustiness and, and you know, hurt my ability to drive on cold tyres, you know, so, yeah. for example, that second race where I got a really good start and jumped up two rows, just the ability to have, I guess, you know, the confidence in the car when I've been out of it for so long at such an early stage was, was not there and that's where I lacked and, you know, 
I think the horsepower sort of kept me in the game a little bit, and, and it's just obviously my ability now that I've had Clipsal and got it out of the road. I guess come Queensland now, I can you know really develop the actual my driving to suit that car, and then I can tune the car to suit my driving. So you know it's all coming pretty good, and um, you know we're we're really happy with the uh, you know with Noonan race engines. Yeah, well that's, that's the um, the thing I was more impressed about that the. Uh... You didn't damage any of my signs. <laughs> yes, no, we, uh, we, we managed to get through Resident Queen. I think I got a little whack in the left-hand door, and uh, I glanced the, uh, the tie bundle at turn 11 there on the right-hand side. So, you know, bummer for, for, for Billy's CRC and Carmen's yeah. uh, <laughs> advanced building concepts. But the yeah. Rio Beam... All intact. All intact. Well, I think yeah, you managed to knock off the bloody machinery logo, half part of it anyway, but it's all right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, but, but Dirk. Courtesy of Rodney Jane, he took that left hand machinery one off. That wasn't yeah. a point. <laughs> yeah, but Dirk. I think, I think we're still sweeping the gravel out of the box there when you come through that side there. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure you guys got a good close look at the yeah. So returning to a V8 supercar racing, uh, Marcus, with you know a, a huge amount of effort required on the brake pedal. How, how's your how's your fitness in in, in the leg feeling uh, and and your, your your feedback from a braking situation? Um, look, it's, it's it, it is pretty good, but I'm still I'm still a little bit away. I mean, I don't have the physical strength in the legs that I used to. You know, like pre-crash, basically, the, you know, the day of the crash, I was the fittest I've ever been in my life, where I was actually training for some triathlons, and, you know, I had the ability to ride a bicycle for 150 k's and not even really build a sweat, so my legs were really, really strong, and that's what you require to push the brake pedal, like, you know, some of those top guys in, you know, like Garth and perhaps Jamie, they're pressing that brake pedal at nearly 1,100 psi on the, on the data. And I mean, with the strength that I have now, you know, I'm sort of lucky to top 850 at the moment. So it is a crucial part of, of the ability of driving a V8 supercar is to be able to consistently push and hold the brakes for every brake application to around about you know, 1,100 psi. So that's an area that I'm working on uh, already. Like I, yesterday was a, a double training session. I did a you know, a massive leg workout session in the morning, which consisted of, you know, lunges and dips and squats and uh, leg curls and then, the, you know, the, the seated leg press. And then it consisted of like a 60K bike ride at night. So, you know, I'm already trying to improve the leg strength because uh, as everyone, I'm, as all the listeners I'm sure know, Queensland Raceway is basically, you know, two big long drag strips two massive braking zones at each end, you know, so it's it's very crucial that I get my strength back up, so come Queensland, I can really get the benefit out of the car, and I guess, you know, make the car look good, and I guess make the engine look good too, and hopefully try and get a result, because Queensland, uh, which I'm not sure a lot of the listeners might know, is was an ex-test track for me in my Paul Cookshank era of 2004, so... It's technically like my second home, so I'm, I'm hoping to have a really good result there. So what you're saying is that uh, Jamie and, um, uh, and Garth have got a little bit more staying power in the bedroom than you at the moment? <laughs> well, not the bedroom. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty confident in the bedroom. It depends. <laughs> that I am good at. <laughs> you're, not, mate, d- you're not cycling in the bedroom, <laughs> are you? Mark? It depends if you're holding on to the curtains. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm really good in the bedroom. I can sleep for 12 hours comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just focus on that. Yeah, <laughs> and no, the rest no, will fall into place. That's a disgraceful... I, I've, I've even had my mum tell me that I've got my, you know, my demeanour back, you know, like being mopey around the house and depressed because I'm not racing cars. You know, she even sort of looked at me and said, you even look happier now that you're back in the car again. Well, that's always good to yeah, hear. It's just awesome to be back, and I'm really, really looking forward to Queensland, you know. We've already got the car apart, we're doing the fine-tuning and cleaning and getting, you know, a few things ready for the test. You know, we've got a couple of little things we want to try in, in the braking department to try and assist me, get that pressure up and, you know, and get a really firm and smooth, consistent stop. So come Queensland, we'll hopefully should be right on the money. 
But I have to say that, you know, just generally speaking, you know, the V8 supercar racing was, was pretty bloody boring. You know, a main game and, and, you know, despite your own, you know, strong effort there and, uh, you know, within yourself, uh, race two for Jesse looked like a, a practice session, you know, because it didn't really matter, you know, everyone was so spread apart, everyone was still going hard, but, you know, it came down to 12 laps at the end in race two for the main game and it was, I mean, it, it on a positive note, it's the least amount of smashage we've ever seen. I mean, and, and, and the Utes and the, and the Touring Car Masters took the crown. Oh, oh, well, there might have been a bit of few indiscretions in GT, throwing away large checkbooks at Turn 1. <laughs> no mentioning Tony Quinn and Mark Eady, but anyway. No, not mentioning that. Was, that was a rather large uh, crash in the uh, GT series. Luckily, they do have the big checkbooks. <laughs> but we, no one likes to see the only R8 LMS in the Southern Hemisphere allowed out of captivity. Like... Just be 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 broken like that because someone just didn't know what they were doing because it definitely looked like that. But then and it was interesting. After you saw the replay of, of the replay of Quinny's accident in the Mosler, I mean, it, it it looks like it's a car that catches you by surprise. Yeah, to, to me, I like I saw that footage on YouTube and like I looked at the the Mosler sort of crash and it just looks it has all the characteristics of an open wheeler you know like an open wheeler has maximum downforce in a straight line the minute you get it past a certain degree of your angle it it just loses all downforce and it will just turn itself inside out and that's what looked like it happened it kind of landed and got a little bit of attitude lost the downforce and fired straight off into the fence yeah i think the suspension is is such that it, it just deflects you know, and it's got big tyres, and if it comes down slightly heavier on one rear wheel, it's going to drive it out of that. It's probably got a lot of run on. It just that, 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 that was my impression. He looked like he was fighting it, and I'd heard prior to the event that they're not a particularly easy car to drive. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation for him, you know, having taken on the dealership and, you know, having, a, having commandeer the car. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, well, I mean, if, if Tony says that, I mean, Tony's been around a long time and driven a vast array of cars, and, uh, you know, for him to sort of say that, well, obviously, it's, it's got a bit of credit behind it, so, you know, well, I mean, Baird 05 won around there a few years ago, or was it last year? Yeah, last year. Had a really good result, so, you know, they can't be too shabby, I guess. No, 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 not at all. But, um, mate, uh, the Ute debacle. Well, I mean, actually that's not the right word. Credit where credit's due to, to Westy and Daniel for trying to get the thing together, but in practice uh, <laughs> the execution of pit stops <laughs> in between, you know, can you shorten a race and, you know, how are you going to get how are you going to get those dentists down pit lane? Dentists down pit lane? <laughs> yeah, there was well, a few. Look, um, probably my opinion on the, on, the, on the whole thing, like the whole experience is fantastic. You know, Gary and Jamie from TV racing really, you know, gave me the opportunity and it was fantastic to be back in a you know, where I cut my teeth as a, you know, a, a, an up-and-coming driver. It was just awesome fun. See, that's but that's the reference to dentists. Sorry? <laughs> the dentist <laughs> reference. It. Cut your teeth. We're not too bright us race car drivers. you just got to follow the black line. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we keep you going in a circuit, so otherwise you get lost. Correct. Targa rally's no good for me. Circuit, circuit only. Tarmac, tarmac, stop. No, I'm going. I'm continuing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, as, as, a, as a participant in that new race, I think the only sort of area, of, oh, I guess, is um, that probably needed a fair amount of work. I mean, is what sort of caught me in the act, too, was... Um, Basically, just the location of pits. There wasn't, I guess, a segregated section of pits for everybody. Basically, people were just firing in and sort of being all cosy and where they wanted to in pit lane. And you know, it wasn't really nice if you had three cars all trying to pit on the same pit bay. That made things quite sort of shitty. But apart from that, you know, look, the whole concept was fantastic. You get to meet some, you know, some pretty cool guys and you know, some legends in the in the field. So it's great fun. It just bummed that I didn't get up higher, which, you know, I, I saw the guys on my sides, and I think, well, Chris had the, Chris Pither was a legend also, and he got in the car in front of me, and, you know, he definitely had the pace on me, but, I mean, there was about five or six blokes in front of us that I could have had easy, you know, just with the sheer yeah. pace, you know, Chris might have won it, I think, if we had a got a chance to go green. And you know the old saying, would have, should have, could have, racing. 
Oh, all the usual. But do you think that, that, that in hindsight they could have... I mean, from our perspective, it looked like the race could have been at least another maybe half a dozen laps longer to just make make the whole thing work better and, and stagger the pit stops a bit more? Yeah, it, I mean, look, at, with, with Clipsal, it's always such a jammed calendar. And sure. It, you know, wishful thinking would have been great to have, you know, a you know, 20, 25 lap race, but mm. just, you know, just, I guess, time permits, basically. You know, uh, so it, you only, you've uh, only got as much time to do it as, as much you're allowed, so... Yeah, no, I think they did a good job with what they had to work with, and uh, you know I think it turned out pretty good. Except just just sucked that it was uh, finished in the safety car. You know you don't want to see people trashing cars, and you don't want to see you know races finishing in the safety car. Because where's the fun in that? Yeah, exactly. absolutely, Marcus. And you know just from from where I was sitting, and um, you know it uh, it was just no one could get in and out of that pits as as well as they'd want. It looks like you. Know, whether it was for a particular reason or not, but he got boxed in by Mr. Sandboy, uh, Scotty yeah, Jennings there, you know, he was munching away in his barbecue chips, you know, <laughs> waiting for the minute to come up, but uh, he wasn't really handing you any chips. No, no, he wasn't really uh, doing me any favours whatsoever, but anyway. 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 Well, mate, uh, I'm glad yeah, you I'm made the... got tattooed across his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you forget, you just got to lift the shirt and have a look. Such is life. Well, I see they reckon that the uh, that Rod Barrett, you know, the um, the um, Ford FPV yeah, general manager or FPV, yeah, general, FPV manager. general manager reckons that it's it's the the the, uh, the number one support category. I mean, of course, he was a bit biased because he raced, but uh, but it, it's interesting to see how those guys view it too. And I think it's good for the good for the sport and good for the category. Well, I think everyone starts think to lean on the fence, support, JP, you know? and go, "Look, hey, we we, we want to see them come over. The, yeah, we want to see them them work. You know, and a track yeah. like that, it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, so I think it's a good it's, it's a good result. Yeah, it was definitely a good weekend for the Utes, and I mean, I would probably stand by Rod's comment saying that you know, you know, V8 Utes is probably the best support category in Australia. I mean, it, it carries on with, I guess, the love of Ford versus Holden, and you know, and gives it a slightly different angle of being V8 Utes, you know, and the categories run really well, but obviously, um, you know, Billy and uh, and Craig. So you know, it's um, you know, I, I think. Personally, too, it is the uh, leading support category in Australia. Definitely, that's definitely. I mean, from a spectator's point of view, the uh, and and I don't know, suppose being more involved in the last last five years there, and and listen to our customers there, they just they just love it when the Utes come out there. There's, you know, it, it's bumper Utes. There's a there's a big big category of them, and it's just like everything everything goes there when it comes to the Ute race. Uh, Marcus, look, oh, we, mate, we're going to have to leave you there because words just come in from uh, uh, from the, the the press that uh, a um, a couple of ICBMs have been launched from South Korea. They're heading our way. They'll be about three and a half hours, which probably gives us enough time to down all of uh, uh, Gino's wine that he's bought, so we won't feel a thing. So, mate, it's been really great. I hope I hope we can head it off at the pass. But if we don't, this is episode one hundred and fifty of Radio Outlap, and it's been fun knowing you. Roger that. <laughs> Roger that. <Yeah>. Ka-ching. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching. Enjoy, gentlemen, and uh, I shall catch you on the flip side. All right, Absolutely. thanks, dude. That, that, that'll be heaven, I figure, if it all goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. And one last thing, a big thank you to Gino and Rio Beam and uh, all the rest of the boys that got on board for Clipsal. Made it a fantastic return for all of Action Racing and myself, so big thanks. Thanks, Gino. And, and, thank and, you, mate, and don't mate. forget, Jim... Bill. Jim, Jim Beam. That's him. But <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's what you need. I, I'll let you know if it's also going to bounce out of here and head to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Myra, I forgot to mention Myra. He put a big part in, in this weekend's effort too. Oh yeah, mate. Those those, yeah. Pa- those posters come out fantastic. They did. Oh, they, they did. did. Yeah, midnight all there to get those done, and yeah. the um, I've got none left. We'll, uh, we'll no, have him on. I've got a couple left. I might have to get some laminated and send them over to you. Well, I've, I've got no, no, I've, I've got them, but they're just like all our customers, you know, took those autographs and, uh, yeah, they're you know, ringing me up, you know, during the week there saying, thank you very much. My kids loved it. It was great. So, <laughs> all good. Quick snap good that stuff. cork. <laughs> <laughs>
Go to the Chinese sausage. (laughs) (laughs) See you, buddy. See you, gents. Cheers, Cheers, Marcus. Oh, he's always fun. I mean, this is is unfortunate. It's the last time we'll ever speak to him. <laughs> Those ICBs, I'm telling you. They're nasty. JP, it's time to get on to General Motorsport. And last weekend, the uh, Bahrain Grand Prix was held. Uh, it was indeed. And guess where? Bahrain. At the Sakhir circuit. I'm not Very. quite sure what uh, what, the, what the story with the name is all about that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but uh, I think I've got that very dyslexic. <laughs> anyway, but Ferrari. Came yes, and, and got a one-two. It was I a pretty did. boring race. Um, it was very uh, boring. Fernando Alonso coming back uh, to to join that category, join that um, Ferrari team, beating yep. Massa. Uh, Mark Webber, eighth, I think. Yes, eighth. Uh, yep. was bitching and moaning enormously. Uh, in fact, going out to saying that oh, oh, it's it's a very very boring category now. Or <laughs> oh, after one race, I mean, I think that's yep. taken out of context. And he's shocked, shocked. Uh, it wouldn't be as shocked as a bloke who drove his windmill into a power line. <laughs> Definitely not as shocked. I mean, uh, he sat behind two cars pretty much the whole race and couldn't overtake him no matter what he did. So it's funny how like something like that then triggers all these, oh, Formula One's not in trouble. Like, it's one race, guys. It you is one always race. have occasional boring races. Yeah, but see, I mean, I, I see Bernie's already come out in, uh, in defence of uh, the rule changes because they reckon that one of the reasons that it was so boring is suddenly we've not got fuel stops again. And uh, apparently some of the teams were saying, well, if they really wanted to make it more interesting again for the fans, they could uh, they could schedule two pit stops for tyres, maybe, if they weren't going to do refuelling. But uh, Bernie's come out basically and said, no, there will be no rule changes this year. So we're stuck with it the way it is. Um, so, um, yeah. That's just, you know, that's just Bernie just coming out and saying too, things you know. early. He's throwing his weight around at the he beginning does, of like the he season. He does always, you know. He's but getting older and shorter. Yeah. And he's throwing his weight around. In fact, in fact, he threw it around to the, to the point that he said, look, we want to keep the grid a little bit uh, less busy. And so none of the physiotherapists were allowed to go onto the grid to, to help the drivers in the last moment between warm-up, like the, the warm-up. Yep. And I'm sort of going, look, do Formula 1 drivers really need their back massage between one lap and the next? True. But, of course, uh, the, the, the drivers all cracked it, and, and, and together they said, right, well, we're going to all fuck off back to the garages. <laughs> and, 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 and so there were no Formula 1 drivers on the pit, I'm oh, sorry, on the on grid, the grid. Yep. for the uh, the luminary celebrity uh, people that had been uh, uh, crowded in that... Um, that Bernie had wanted them to beat, so it sort of was a bit of a backfire. Apparently, that hasn't been resolved, so there could be no Formula One drivers to be seen at any point uh, outdoors getting back massages. That's but right. they might be out there. They'll just get a back massage and jump straight in the car and drive. That's it. You won't see him on the grid. But no, it, I mean Bernie had the last word basically because he said it would take far too long and be far too difficult to change the rules now. Um, Formula One is now a democracy. And the teams voted for the current rules, so now they must also deal with them. So Look, it's the yeah, no, it, it's call, as you know. much of a democracy as it was with Kerry Packer ran a business. You can <laughs> change, you can do it all, yeah, do it however right. you like it until I say we'll do it my way. Exactly. So, and I just think, you know, hello, those I don't know whoever's who's writing that writing that press. I mean, yeah. get a grip. But um, I mean, it, it, it was it was a fairly pedestrian race. There's no doubt about that. I did feel sorry for uh, Vettel, though. I have to say, because um, he uh, oh, someone oh. Yeah, doing a bit of yelling out there. Not happy um, with the new fence. <laughs> he was losing power, and so he got passed by. Uh, what did he get passed by? About three altogether. Another car. Um. So. You know, not a great result for him. I, I guess he'd be a bit peeved with that. But uh, certainly, I mean, the Ferrari 1-2 was... Well, I, I, I suppose it was sort of semi-expected um, after you, you know, watched the way the race was taking shape. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's an interest going to be a make it an interesting season because the likes of McLaren have obviously got plenty of work to do. I noticed ha- uh, Lewis Hamilton's been talking up the fact that... Uh, you know, they're, they're still a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, so, be, yeah. Australia's going to be fun in the next week. 
Well, look, you know, they, they, might, they might have been bored in Bahrain, but uh, look, I'd, I'd imagine come next year when they come to Abu Dhabi with Ferrari opening their new uh, Ferrari world, um, <laughs> there's a particularly interesting uh, um, piece of entertainment there. And, and Gino, he didn't even know he was coming on the show. Did I, you? I, I he didn't. He was dropping drop off some booze. Yeah, but he's done a bit of research, mate. What's the story? You know, they're, they're, they're opening up a, an amusement park in, in Ferraris and they're 40, and they're 430 Spider. Um, handles like it's on rails, because it is. So it's like um, a roller coaster, <laughs> is it, around the circuit? It's a bloody the roller coaster. A Ferrari roller coaster. Yeah. So. The, um, <laughs> it's the best experience. It's the closest you'll get to driving Ferrari at high speed. You know, it reaches up to 200 kilometres an hour. Um, you know, but it's not you doing the pushing. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, you, know, you might as well be in a in a you know, in a in a mini. So basically, are you saying that the that the the, the the roller coaster buggies that you sit in they're like replicas of a Ferrari? They are Ferrari four thirties, but they're actually on rails. But they're on rails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like a big. Deal. So you'll never catch the guy in front there. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But, but, <laughs> but mate, you don't have to no. catch the guy on rails because, from what I understand, it's actually two. It's two. It's parallel circuits, and, yeah. they, and, they, and they race each other. So how do you know who, right. who wins? Like, who's the better driver? Oh, how's how's that work out? Cashing in again. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. yeah. And then they go, all right, finally well, they, go, they press must, here to order. They must, they must do, uh, like, a. Um, uh, they've got three hot lap seats in it there, because it's a, it's a four-seater. Oh, you're using mm. that So name. you can actually do hot lap. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's four dollars. Yeah. Radio hot lap. Yeah. Yeah. Five. <laughs> I love the kachinge. Kachinge. Right, uh, we'll have to go. Yeah, either um, we'll spend uh, three thousand bucks to get over there and uh, another six thousand for, uh, for the ride. Yeah. And about another ten thousand yeah. to try to great. find the illegal booze. Yeah. <laughs> then we can join everybody in the grandstand. Not. <laughs> well, I won't tell you, you did particularly well. We'd have to say uh, on a on a random. Yep. <laughs> Bring you in on this show. Or, um, exactly. That's good. Uh, look, another bit of funniness, JP, funniness. That, that happened uh, at the uh, at the Grand Prix in Bahrain. Because on the Friday night, uh, Charlie Whiting has the, the driver's briefing. And, and yep. directly after is the, the Grand Prix Drivers Association, GPDA, uh, meeting. Um, and, and it was called this time, well, as it is, on the Friday every night. Yep. Uh, after every, every meeting. Grand Prix, yep. not every night. Uh, to, because Pedro De La Reza says, look, I'm racing this year. I don't want to be the, the chairman. I, I need to... I need to be doing it. They're just about to start the meeting and the doors open and there's a rattle of... Yep. This the cleaning ladies. The cleaning ladies have come in and started cleaning. And well, they're going, look, we're having a meeting. No, we have to do is a cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Anyway, so they've had to go out and abandon the meeting. <laughs> What's well, so the cleaners because the, because the cleaners had to have a meeting, do, the, do it, because Jean Toe had decided to... The new boss of FIA, yeah. replacing yeah. Max Mazzi, decided to have a press conference immediately then uh, after. And so, sorry, uh, GPDA, you can uh, disappear off until, I think, um, Friday the 26th of March in Melbourne. Yeah. There won't be any cleaners. Uh, well, they won't, because it'll be, be in Australia. They won't get any clean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but how funny is that? Go, no, no, we're at the Grand Prix Drive Association. We need the most important... Rep- Oh, but I've got to mop this down. And John Toe, look, I run the world of motor racing. No, beetle off. It's not important, Mike. I need my chair clean. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Lotus appeared to be the best of the newcomers. In fact, uh, I think they were the only only ones to finish. Yep. Um, So... uh, that's it, pretty much well, for me. That is, that's pretty well it for Formula One, isn't uh, it? because we've got to wait for uh, Melbourne now. Oh, there was a dummy spit. There was a bit of a local a dummy spit, a local dummy spit. From, a local from, from where spit. the lo- locality, the, the as in local Bahrain. Dummy spit. No, I was far oh. away. Uh, Jose Maria Lopez, who was signed uh, USF One, USF One, had back. basically got got his back up, and he. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know about it. No, I don't. I, I, no, and he, he's cracked it and said, yeah, "Look, I knew he you know, no, it, you, you, you've, you've said, look, you know, I'm part of USF One.' And when I came to Charlotte, to in uh, in um, you know the southern chicken fried states of America, <laughs> boy, that um, there won't no F1 facility there. That's right. Facility, facility, facility. Yeah, you got to say it quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> facility. <laughs> and so he had to go down to Mrs. Winner's chicken biscuit shop and <laughs> douse his troubles with a bergen that was it you know terrible 
Yes, terrible. Jim Rio Beam was his name. Jim Rio Beam. Anyway, he's not happy. He's, he's going, what's that damn facility doing there in, in, in Charlotte? That's Charlotte? Right. Why can't they afford to that was the, His PR girl's name was unfortunately Charlotte. Oh, you're a worry. <laughs> you're definitely a worry you are. I'm telling you. I'm Come telling on. You're a worry. Come on, you don't need research or you're just messing no, around. No, I've done no research at all. Typical. You know that. He never does anything. I noticed that um, we probably should move on to uh, maybe a bit of V8 news now that... Um, well, just a tiny bit. Well, only a tiny bit. We've given just them, one, we're just giving only, them only four just days. Yeah, just a smidgen, though. Ready, go, three, Because we're two, talking about, that's it you know, the... the uh, <laughs> Tony's been out saying that, you know, despite the potential introduction of other brands to the category, the, the, the old fight between uh, Ford and Holden isn't dead and will not go away and will not lie down, and it'll always be a rivalry between those two teams regardless of any any other manufacturer arriving which is probably fair enough and and, and you know let's face it Australian cars it's it's always going to be that battle and in, in a series that takes place in Australia but I, I did think it was quite amusing that um, someone else whose name I can't read right at the moment because the types too small and I haven't got my glasses um, preparation viewers, <laughs> preparation has come out and said, "Well, yeah, you can just imagine that if Mercedes gets in, some guy who's um, who's arrived at the track in you know top of the line Mercedes whatever, um, <laughs> what? and watched them get beaten by a Holden and then gets dragged off in the car park by some <laughs> some guy in a in an SS." Is really going to be uh, into the motor racing, supporting his team. Well, they'd be like, which there'd is, be the beer know, lane which is a and fair, then the Chardonnay you know, lane. A, a fair call. <laughs> but it doesn't matter who it is. Stick who to the brown up. lane or stick to the white <laughs> That's lane. That's it. I mean, don't, cr- don't touch, you know, don't touch the crack. Whatever whatever car from whatever manufacturer that lines up, will it will not be the same as the red versus blue. There's just no. No, I, I, unless they go to a silhouette formula. But uh, look, yeah. Mark Scaife's about not to do that. About the, the Mark Scaife uh, or, or their supercar uh, is about to, uh, uh, you know, uh, show Spill the beans. Cot car yep. of the future, Cotif. Yep. Which is so. much like I believe it'll be uh, a, a, a a fairly much. Um, uh, silhouette much. chassis, although it won't be totally space frame. But the fact no, that uh, the AAA can build be... componentry that can clip up directly to the pickup points on a Holden and equally to a Ford, that sounds very silhouettish to me. Yeah, although, I mean, it's not a space frame, though, is it? It's going to be well, just going to be a difference similar floor frame. You've got a little bit of metal yeah. on the inside of the guard, so, a, bit of, a bit of turret. It'd maybe. be interesting to see how it. Anyway, I've had enough of V8s. Yeah, fair enough. I'm done with them Fair call. for a yeah, moment, and we'll be yeah. back with them again. Yeah. Can, can I ask just one question? Yes, sure. We've got the V8s there. The, um, the, the um, thing hanging off the back of... Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jamie Wincup's Jamie car, Wincup's the, uh, the diffuser. Yeah. The diffuser, yeah. yeah. The diffuser that one of the local radio stations referred to as his bumper hanging off in every single news bulletin on yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, it wasn't his bumper. me off, because it wasn't his it bumper wasn't his at bumper. all. It was the air diffuser, but, sorry. But was it... No, this... But the um, uh, was it the story going through the through the through the box and all the mates yep. and and all that sort of gear, you know? And there's all this new uh, he got ripped off and um, but at the end of the day, should he have pulled in the pits or should he have just gone for it and fought it out later? Uh, and, and no, was, you, uh, there, and there, was, there was, there was a, who was it? Um, um, Courtney, Courtney behind him. Yeah. What was he? Was he actually trying to get it off for him? Look, one could. It looked like that, he was trying to get it yeah, off for him, well, but you, you, you know, knowing he was going to get black. You could flag. damage your radiator as well by doing that. And I mean, like, the, at the end of the day, you cannot, under any conditions, disobey the the flags. Yeah. No, so no matter what, you can't just go like, I don't care what you say. That, that yeah. you're out. Because all through the box, license. they just said you should have just finished the race and argued later. Yeah. Okay, so come and, off because it did come off in, in yeah. the end, as it yeah. turns out. I'll play anyway, the devil's he advocate here. Yeah, he got a bum deal in hindsight. It got it. It flew off. Yeah. But at the we've time got one it. person who's doing the call on it. Yeah. We've got thirty cars on the racetrack that they're managing. Uh, I don't think there's anything particularly vindictive that suddenly they could go. Okay, quick selling. Like, okay, no, you can. Yeah. Just, just because it was. It was just. It was just a bad. It was a a bad series of timing events, 
as it had happened to someone else in the Fujitsu race that they had to come and pit virtually from second place with a mirror dangling around and yeah. they were going oh that mirror could go bang and a loose object up into the yeah. crowd and that's what they're thinking they're not they're thinking about the implication of that it's an aero device i guess yeah that they go it takes air under it and it could over the fence and hurt someone and then and then it could jeopardize the the, the safety of the event I mean, and where would we be? It's a toughie. It is but a toughie, yeah. I can see Roland Dane's point of view, but I don't think they didn't call it. Mm. It just it just wasn't enough time. Yeah. He was in pit lane before yeah. they had any time to do it. So at the yeah. time, it was the right call. Yeah. A, a, Later, it probably wasn't Because the right it was call, specifically an aero late. device where yeah. air gets... It uses air to create downforce. Mm. It's just as likely that it could have done something odd, whereas a bumper's just like sort of dangling around, and yeah. it's probably just going to never going to fly over the top. But yeah. Yeah, and the mirror could easily have like boinged and gone over the fence, so or landed in the middle of someone's windscreen. So yeah, interesting one. And I mean, and as Tander himself said in the press conference, um, you know, it's the same call for everybody, um, depending on what's happened. Uh, they know that the call's going to come if they got some bodywork dangling off. It just hap- it was just unfortunate that it happened to be Winker. Okay, we're moving on quickly to the first round of IndyCar. Will Power has won uh, the opening race in, in Brazil, which was actually, uh, ironically, uh, delayed for a circuit breakup, much like what happened at Turn Eight there. Well, they wasn't delayed, but uh, you know some of the drivers were. Well, I think in uh, episode one forty nine C, you could hear uh, Garth Tander in the in the press conference pitching and moaning about that uh, more so than his requirement for choosing the colour of. Curtains. Anyway, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, no, Leanne's choosing a couple well, of curtains. Well, someone's hanging <laughs> on. Or type of curtains. Well, obviously, yeah. someone likes to hang on yeah. to the curtains. Yeah, definitely. They don't like to have them replaced. You know? <laughs> well, there's no need to have them, rep- have them replaced right. by a new race car. Let's see. And this obviously that means there's strength in curtains. Oh, it must be. But uh, yeah, there was a huge crash at the beginning. In fact, a very dusty track. And uh, went over the top and landed on top of Marco Andretti. Anyway, there was a terrible dialogue and they had to get separated at birth. And that was the end of it. Separated <laughs> uh, Testing for um, uh, Sebring, a 12-hour this week. And the uh, opening round of the American Le Mans Spirit is massive shunt with uh, uh, John, um, uh, John Field. John and his son uh, Clint uh, have driven for now a 12 ALMS uh, uh, 13 uh, series, 13 uh, seasons, and uh, a uh, suspension component failed on their Lola uh, uh, LMP1 car barrel rolled. Uh, luckily, uh, John was okay. The car is badly damaged, yep. d- destroyed. In fact, as Sam Smith from uh, Lola Cars uh, uh, had. So uh, they decided, look, we won't uh, we won't be running our 07 chassis, rather to concentrate on their um, LMPC car, which they're entering there under the Intersport brand. Interesting, like um, uh, that that is the Le Mans series uh, Formula Le Mans series car that that's come out here, and Gunnar Jeanette is, is yes. driving one as well. It's nice to have a lot of spares in you. <laughs> repertoire of space. Ex Formula One uh, driver, Indian uh, Narayan Karthikeyan, is uh, making his debut in the truck series at Martinville this weekend. Obviously, if uh, he was to run up against George Medici this weekend, yep. he wouldn't have a chance. And um, we hope. And Audi has uh, has shown off, revealed, no less, their uh, new uh, R15, called the R15 Plus, which required some changes to the front aero configuration after uh, various complaints and rule misconnotations, uh, a la from uh, Peugeot, Peugeot here, Peugeot in Europe. Uh, but it must, it looks much nicer. Uh, it has a split nose system, and um, they've made a whole lot of changes to the cooling system, the fuel cell, the uh, engine obviously has been remapped to uh, manage the reduced air restrictor and the slightly reduced pressure on the uh, the supercharger. It's still generates 440 kilowatts with 4,000 million newton meters of torque, <laughs> which means it will just cut a tree in half just by looking at it. I could have done with so that. So anyway, uh, 
come on, let's uh, next next week there'll be more information on that. Which means, oh God, I'll tell you, viewers. Tech time! Tech time! JP, tech time. It's tech time, isn't it? Uh, well, Microsoft was very embarrassed this week. You'll be pleased to hear because it would appear that after a bit of research. Um, there are about 10,000 Microsoft staff using iPhones. So uh, that was all... all well, that possibly luck. prompted them to um, build a Windows Phone 7 series Well, they phone. reckon that... It's actually quite large because it's the only way they could have the name on it. <laughs> they reckon that <laughs> there's so many Microsoft staff using iPhones that the Windows Phone's actually not getting much of a look. Well, they don't it. have any. So, uh, yeah, I, I bet other than Windows 6.5, which would drop like a hot potato. But that's a good thing. And we've talked about this prior that suddenly Microsoft, I believe, Microsoft is really actually getting their shit together because they've come up and they've gone, okay, their Xbox 360 ecosystem yes. works really, really well. Their Zune product is good. Mm. And now they're tying it in with Windows 7 phone, Windows Phone 7 series or whatever it is, yep, yep. where the marketplace, da, 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 da. It all works. I think there's a whole new team of, 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 of innovative engineers there at Microsoft which are working away from the existing base of uh, you know Windows platform on desktop and, and it's it's looking good I'm, I'm honestly genuinely not bagging Microsoft I'm thinking it's good and as you can see yeah. just because I have my logo all over race cars and an Xbox game that I didn't know about like Forza 3 and prompted me to buy the Xbox 360 that's no reason for me to say that I'm liking the Windows Microsoft. Product. No, well, I think that you know, overall, you're right about the development team, and certainly in the in the mobile space and in the gaming space, they're, Where's my uh, they're, check, they're moving ahead leaps, leaps and bounds. So, be interesting to see um, what they come up with next. I think Amazon has launched a Kindle reader for Macintosh today, uh, and about time. Well, is it about time? Do, well, what? What? what true. I, so I can buy a Kindle book format. And, mm. and, and read it on there, but then it's only going to induce me to buy a Kindle and force me out to Kindle. Uh, who knows? I suppose the iPad's going to have a proprietary well, format. Well, I was going to say, well, you know, why would you buy a Kindle now just because there's a Mac version uh, when you know the iPad's coming? Well, I think that that's a reactionary product that they've, that they've generated and it's free and we've been working on since uh, October 2009. And incidentally, in the same time frame that Apple has released the Beta 5 variant of uh, the iPhone SDK 3.2 for iPad development. And you know what that means? I don't have a clue views, but geez, I just, I just, did I say that good? <laughs> did I say I knew about all that? What did you think, Gino? That, you know what, you guys are talking about this tech stuff and I'm just lost. And, I mean, so <laughs> in other words, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, I can't understand how these guys are giving stuff away for free, right, and they're still making money. I don't, I don't know. But do we sound like we know what we're doing, what we're talking about? Yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, we don't. Yeah. Okay. You've done your homework. We don't know what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> We're yeah. just ensured Smoking that we're talking yeah. about stuff that people know less than us about. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. SDK, that yeah. software development kit. So, well, just keep that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me. But you can just tell Windows, me. Windows, Windows and Apple, though. SDKs. Windows and Apple, though. Don't. The same people, aren't they? No. no. It's the same bank account, isn't it? No. 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 Well, Windows is in Microsoft. Microsoft no. is in Redmond, up in... Yeah, but didn't Windows have to help them out? Otherwise, they were going to go under. They do collaborate. The yeah. press just get... Steve get everybody Jones, skips they up. They all Bill, talk Bill beautifully Gates. to each other. Everything runs on each other, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the, well, more so that the Windows product runs on Mac. There can be a little bit of collaborative. But, but, but I'm here to show this collusion. <clears throat> <laughs> well, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, just yeah. goes to the same bank account. Collusion. 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 I remember that when I went to America for the first time and we went to the Alamo car rental and they said, you want collision, whatever? Collision. I went, is it like, does it make me feel good? Collision. I got skin repair. Collision. Weirdness has been going on also with Apple. I mean, this is not just an Apple scenario here, but I've just, but there's so many weird things that suddenly they're removing the protective screen covers from the iTunes music store, um, and uh, there's, they're not giving any, any reason, but there's a few being bantered around, and that is one, that by providing like screen covers uh, over here, little plasticized sort of aromas, that uh, it says that the screen's not really very durable. Or, perhaps, 
that uh, too many people are returning the phones or the product for one reason or other because they end up with bubbles and they can't apply it properly. Yeah. It's a bit hard to know what's going on. Perhaps Apple's coming up with their own bit of skin. Maybe. For the firm. Or maybe you buy the phone pre-skinned. Pre-skinned. Like tear-offs on, however, on driver's helmets. However, and you just get six on there to start off with and just keep peel them off one by one as yank, they get skunky. keep yanking them off. And when you've pulled the sixth one off, then you have to trade your phone back in yeah, and get a new one. Yeah, the last one's a blanking, blanking device. <laughs> that lasts two years. Yeah, that last one's the, actually that's the OLED. Not that they're OLED. Oh, shh. Don't say anything about OLEDs. No OLEDs. But, you know, it's not just that. It's... Um, that uh, they're, they're also pulling any device, any cover, uh, which is included, uh, that uh, has a cover over the screen, not just just the plastic sort of stuff, and and protectors and cushions for Apple notebooks that may give you yep. a bit of like, you know, suppleness on the of the suppleness. elbows, or perhaps a, a coaster holder. <laughs> oh no, a cigarette holder for the smokers. That'd be functioning. That's right. They don't. It's good to see you guys. Don't it? Um, oh, JP, now, oh, mate, I love it when I have what? to give you, I have to hand you this. I document. hate it when you hand me bits of paper. I hand it to you because there's been a snafu in Apple Australia. And uh, viewers, do you know what snafu stands for? I think you yeah. all do. Situation normal, all upped up. <laughs> well, JP deciphers I mean, that, I'll tell you select that. Select your Mac Pro, quad core, $35.99, and eight core, $47.99. Right, why don't you just do the research on that and just come back with a summary rather than reading a whole page because it'll bore everyone. Well, that's a good uh, idea. 10.6.3, build 10D57.1 has gone to developers and uh, the world's uh, world, uh, the Wall Street Journal and the National Public Radio are about to launch special optimised iPad websites. you going to get an iPad? No, yeah. Do you think you'd be <coughs> written in bed with something I'm, non-tactile? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Google's. Google's little... Google, Google's reader. Is it, is no, the, no, no, the Google phone? No, no, the iPad is. It's it's going to be this. It's it's running on the same operating system. It's not a phone, but it'll be this size, like an A4 size. Yes, it's nine point seven inch screen intake. It'll be here next month when we get some. And we can't talk about it to the viewers because it's secret squirrel stuff. But because yeah, <laughs> another in another land, we 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 do this sort of. Development. We but can't tell them is it like going. a little A4 computer, like an iPhone, like an iPhone? It's it's it is a closed it's a closed solution in that it uh, it provides every functionality that the iPhone delivers in terms of uh, music, video, running applications, but a, a much larger screen. It also allows you to use the equivalent of Word, Excel, and PowerPoint products on the device and wirelessly communicate that from here to a projector, stuff like that. And it's light and the batteries will last well, it's very thin and if you if you tout it around for a few days you'll look very, very cool. After that you go, there's that wanker with the bloody iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Just done things. Okay, okay I've got it. You got it. Can you do I've it in it one paragraph? I've got it. Okay, what, they've done, what they've done, viewers, is they've gone back to the old pricing. So effectively, they dropped all their prices back in October when the dollar got strong after the GFC and all the rest of the stuff. But somehow, mistakenly, in a number of countries, including Australia and New Zealand, they've gone back to the old pricing when they've done a web update. So someone hasn't copied and pasted the new prices into the right spot. And uh, so they're now expecting you to pay what was the old price for the new product. Um, so the price point in March 2009 was $44.99. Um, and that was because they, were, they actually had the people doing the updates were testing the new Windows 7 series phone-o-rama, um, which doesn't actually have copy and paste. Right. Well, that'll explain it. Of course it will. Because they've as said, Microsoft said, no, yeah. no one uses that. Yeah. So the new price is it's dropped to $35.99 and that is apparently where it should be. So if you see $47.99 or $44.99 anywhere, they're lying. 100%. Um, and that's it. Other that's than the folding it. power adapter that has won the uh, the British uh, insurance design contest. Have you seen that, JP? Uh, rather than a, a power uh, uh, thing that goes in the wall, it actually, it, it's, it's flat like that and it bends in. Very, very clever. It's going to revolutionise. Haven't seen it. Sorry, haven't seen it. When did you see that? 
earlier. Was it on a techo show or did you see it on the web, mate? Last year the I saw web. it, but what I was going to say that today the same adapter has now is now providing two USB ports and it's about uh, the thickness of the old video iPod there and that's pretty cool. That is. Even though the connect, even though the power comes out of the wall, it's got a 90 degree bend, so so it sits flat. Nice and flush. Good. Well, Gino, thanks for coming on the show. Have a bit of black salt. Black salt. <laughs> Have you ever had black yeah. salt? No, never. You know where that's no, from? very interesting. Um, no. But have a guess. Black salt. Black sea? <laughs> yeah, very good. Wrong. He's on the money. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fell into that, didn't you? No, he's not black sea. Red sea. Black no, sea that salt. would be red then, wouldn't it? Black sea salt. It's, but it's actually... I mean, it's very unusual. The, the quality well, of salt these days is... It tastes is, like salt. It does taste like salt. It's But it's a, it's great with fish. And it, it's, it, and you it know, makes it, it look pretty too. And if nice it's white fish, fish you can see fish. it. Tastes mm. <laughs> like salt. Why is it, isn't it? <laughs> Just black. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us tonight yeah, for thanks, the uh, 150th... Episode of Radio Hot Lap. Hey, um, thank you. For, another um, moment. I love joining the um, Tony Unexpected video. Really. <laughs> yeah, the, a momentous. Uh, uh, drive home. A momentous. Uh, not until you. Not until it's over. Huge up. and enjoy this luxurious Teppanyaki <laughs> uh, Rama that we would be. There's lots of Aramas tonight. There are a lot uh, um, uh, that we'll be producing for you, starting with the garfish, uh, then moving on to the uh, salt pepper encrusted uh, uh, yellowfin tuna lightless seared sonas, <laughs> with a wasabi dressing on the side and then moving on to the prawns the scallops uh, a, an unusual one for the first time tonight we're doing a pork scotch fillet then organic beef and the um, you know, the natural progression of the rice and then egg chucking and people getting I was going to say, you're going to pile all the eggs up again? Just to show off? All seven of them. You're going to have some, of that, some of that Italian dressing on it? Salt. <laughs> <laughs> to finish. <laughs> some basil. Some basil. <laughs> some from tomato, Naples. Basil and tomato sauce. From basil from Naples. Sauce. Yeah. That's it. We smuggled the seeds in. Fantastic. Well, all right. I think that's about it. <laughs> Until next nice viewers. Cheers. Good night, viewers. Good night. Cheers. That was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> you guys are nuts. That was funny, wasn't it? You, you just pushed the button. Oh, Come on, I know you're trying to do that. <laughs> Come on, you're just trying to get that last little bit in. <laughs>